Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by having a cold after staying up way too late for many nights in a row, hanging out with friends that you unfortunately only get to see about once or twice a year. It was a great time and well worth it. My name is Jason. And hello, I'm also Jason, as KJ is on the road this week. Therefore, this episode is also brought to you by On the Road, a book by Jack Kerouac. Read it. Yes, KJ is on the road again. Therefore, this episode is also brought to you by On the Road Again, a great song by Willie Nelson, nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song in 1980. Unfortunately, it didn't win, but when you look at what it was up against, you can understand why. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton? Great. But of course, the winner that year was Fame from the movie Fame. I mean, Irene Cara? Yes. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. What is up this week? Well, good is up this week. This, yeah. Okay, this is the first time I've ever done this podcast with my dog, Wrigley, my dog Wrigley's head in my lap. Nice. And yes. why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is this week any different? Because I am in a vehicle. Oh. You're on the road. I'm on the road. On the road again. So if you're hearing ambient noise, no, we're not back at chatter. <laughs> it's road noise. Okay. I'm gonna say, I thought you were going to keep there? going right there. No. Yes, <laughs> I'm here. Are you there? Did out already? Um, no. <laughs> so the Hall of Famer's driving. Uh, our friend Rachel's in the front passenger seat. Two dogs. Hello in to the- both of them. Hello to both of them. They say hello back. Um, I'm in the back with the dog, Wrigley, and the Terrier's in the way, way back. Nice. A, a great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it, The Way, Way Back. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's, um, is it Steve Carell and, oh, Allison Janney's in it. It's, it's a pretty cute little movie. Hmm, okay. It's a... It's about a dude that goes and works for a carna- um, a summer, one of those summer amusement park places for, for the summer. And it's a tale of love and a tale of family dynamics. It's good. I think you might actually like it. Although maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> Probably not. Probably yeah. not. So, so you're calling in from the road this week. Where I are you headed and what's going on? Well, we are headed somewhere in the Midwest. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're doing, you're being very accommodating. We're recording this just a little earlier than we normally do. So thank you. Yes, I haven't but woken we thought, up yet. But we thought I'm still actually that, asleep. Okay. We thought instead of taking another week off, I, you know, I'd just call in from the road. But I have no idea yes. how this is going to go, how long my cell phone's going to work. I might need to hang up suddenly because motion sickness gets out of control and I'll have to <laughs> yell at the Hall of Famer to pull over. 
But we'll see. We're, we're giving it a shot. I think it would be something something of an episode if you um, yes. threw up live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, it might happen. It might happen. Well, that's hope- hopefully not for your sake. <laughs> that's hopefully not. So um, what what happened this week? What's going on? Anything you want to talk about? Um, it's almost like so much happened this past week and weekend that it, it's like if you get into it, it just... We, we did a little bit of it last week. We talked about Thursday and Friday last week, last episode that just went up yes. this week because yep. of hotel internet. Um, yes, hotel internet, but, yep. Um, we, were, we were both in D.C. for Jingle Fest. Jingle Fest, yep. Which yeah, is I mean, a so much nonsense happened. word. Yes. Yeah. So anything in particular that happened like, Saturday or Sunday, because we kind of talked about Friday. So Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, since in those three or four range days range last weekend, anything that you want to talk about? Anything that happened that you were like, wow, this, if I'm pulling one thing, because if we talked about everything, it literally would take us, we could do a month of podcasts on what happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> we barely, I, for me, anyway, I barely slept. I slept like three hours a night, so much that it gave me a cold. Now I have a cold. Yes, I can hear a little bit of a cold in your voice. No, I didn't. I slept. I I slept more than I thought I was going to, which is good. Yeah. I don't know how many of you stayed up till two, three, four in the morning. I could. I couldn't Uh, do it. It was at least a few of us every time. um, Every time. Yeah. Except for the very last night, which I'll explain here in a minute when I get into that. So, yeah, there are. I have so many highlights. I tweeted about this. I said something like, I've got so many highlights and so many memories, too many to list. But basically my message was, I love these people. These people are weird. And I include me. <laughs> by, by these people, I mean you and me, too. We're, Who are you we, calling these people? <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe our group, but I love our group. And Eclectic. Each, yeah, well, yeah. And each year, you know, this it seems like this Jingle Fest goes way too fast, and I never get a chance to talk to everybody that I, you know, everybody that I want to talk to, which is everybody. I never yeah, get a chance much. to talk to anybody as much as I'd like to. And it just, that's the way these events go. For instance, it was great for me, like last year, I was able to talk to Mike from Burke, Virginia, but only to say hi, really. This year, I got to talk yep. to him for a few more minutes, but it's still not enough. Same with Hampton Nager. I only got to say hi to him with the full intention to come back, and I and I never got back to him. So that kind of stuff, yep, I guess you have to, you kind of, that's just the way these events go. But overall, I just, I don't, I don't want to get too sappy, but these people, you people, you people are my friends. Like, some of yep. these people I talk to every day, text, email, and it seems wrong if I don't. Like, where are they? How come I haven't heard from them today? Yep. And that might cool. sound sound weird, but these people, most of these people, you know, a lot of them are good, good friends of mine. Not just online friends, but really close friends, and that's something special. So I, well, I'm pretty sure Bonnie Burko called it a cult to me. On um, she said, this <laughs> yeah, is, she did. This is a cult, and I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I a good kind of cult, though. It's not the, it's not the bad kind. We're yes, not, you know, I, it's, it's something I bad. highly, I highly recommend if people can get in this kind of cult to find yourself a cult and get in it in a good cult because it, it will enrich your life. And that's what has happened to me. 
it's yeah, it's a good cult. That's it's a good cult. But highlight. <laughs> There's probably a word for that somewhere. That's not. Yeah, what's a good cult? That doesn't it's, use the word cult. I don't yeah. Well, I'm just repeating Bonnie's words. Who almost? She must have stayed almost the entire time. She was fantastic as always. She was awesome. And mm-hmm. we talked about this a little last week. Bonnie gets it done again. Bonnie always yep. gets it done. She by putting the "Good Is Up" T-shirt on the Statue of Liberty on the PTI set. Yeah, I when that was a great idea. You had to bring that because I didn't even think about it. Because you know what, I I plan ahead. You know, like thirty seconds. <laughs> I know. I know. And so that's why it works together. That you, It works well that you and I do this together is because you actually plan ahead. Yes. And you yeah. brought the T-shirt for her to put on the, the set. And you asked her, and she was like, yeah, of course. It was like, why, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't and I? What a stupid question. She put it on the... Yeah, she put it on the Statue of Liberty. And unfortunately, Wilbon, who was supposed to be there that week or that yes. day, yes. Um, was in, still in Arizona for some reason. And... and uh, they, since he's not on the set, they don't shoot that angle where the mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty shows up close. Mm-hmm. But I know at least a couple of times we were, I was sitting in the actual studio. Yeah. You know, on and the, I was the, in the side control room. room. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the jib camera that comes up over Tony's shoulder, the shots where you can see Tony and then Wilbon on the screen. I yep. saw the feed yep. that, that, that was being recorded for the show and you could see the Statue of Liberty in the background with the t-shirt on it. Unfortunately, I don't think you could read it to tell what it was, but I'm still going to count that as as seen on TV, a T-shirt that we put together, a design that I made. It was Absolutely. on national TV on ESPN on a show that I've watched for what? How long has it been now? Fifteen years or more? Seventeen years. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it from the beginning, like except for the like the first few months when I didn't even realize what it was. So that honestly, that I could have gone home. I told Brad when we were walking. Because Brad, Brad and John and John Miller and Michelle and Luke and Jess Overby and uh, Deanna, uh, Jason's wife, were there with us, along with probably some other people that I'm forgetting. Um, is that everybody in our group, though? Yeah, I think that was everybody the- in our group. And then there were a few other people that were there uh, that we did not mm-hmm. know. But right. I think I would have uh, liked them because they were adorned in Cubs gear. So. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had, they had donated um, to the Jimmy V Foundation. And so yes. they had won the auction to play golf with Tony on Saturday and meet Tony and Wilbon on Thursday at PTI. And then Wilbon yeah. couldn't make it there for whatever reason. And they were okay with it, but Tony and Bonnie were not happy. <laughs> they were they were a little bit frustrated. Understand I don't so. think they were, yeah. Yeah, I think they were a little frustrated. With, yes, I, I think that's accurate. <laughs> so it cracked me up. You were in the control room at this point, but when they walked in, they, they got to sit in front of us in the studio, so they came in a little bit later. Oh, and they uh-huh. came in and sat down in their Cubs jerseys. They were big dudes. The shortest one of them was like, you know, my height. And then the other two, one of them was like 6'8", and one of them was like 6'9". Just I know, huge, enormous, like, big guys. And so they're sitting there in their Cubs jerseys, and Tony comes in. He's like, the first thing he says is, oh, you Cubs fans, huh? And they were like, yeah, you know, the one guy, they live in Florida, but one guy's from Chicago, and they're talking about this. And Tony's like, oh, mm-hmm. And it was this instant recognition of, great, they're Cubs fans. They're wearing Cubs jerseys in here. They're supposed to be here to see Wilbon, too, and Wilbon's yeah. not here. Yeah. And so, it was so, rather unfortunate. Yes, it, it was a little bit awkward there for a minute. But apparently, he took them to play golf on Saturday, and everything was great and fine. And yeah. He, yeah. he knows how to, Tony, when you see it, when you see him do it, he can, you know, he, he knows how to entertain people, and he's, he's great at, you know, being friendly and nice and welcoming as much as he is, you know, snarky and 
however you, else you want to say that on the podcast and on PTI. He's he, he's he's a curmudgeon on the TV on TV and radio, but he in person he's awesome. That I think that's well said. Yes, he is. Um, so highlights, I guess, besides the statue, the good is up on Statue of Liberty and just going to PTI, which is always fascinating. Yeah, control and we're walking. We're getting was really yes, fun. that was amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm, the, I'm sitting behind. Go ahead. The famous, the, not famous for everybody, but famous for me, elevator picture. I'm getting framed. Yes. I love that yeah. picture. Oh, I am Tony just and, out of frame. I'm I'm like just to Brad's right in that picture. I know you are. Like and standing there looking, I'm is, seeing, watching this. And that young man, you can see his shirt, but that's it. Yeah, and you can see Jason's wife's hair. <laughs> behind Brad and John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an awesome picture. Um, yes, it's a really great picture. Um, okay, what did I wrote down some stuff. This is this is where okay. I worry about getting sick. Um, you know, having Brad White back this year was a highlight for me. Absolutely. Because um, I hadn't met him in person. I, I, I'd met him. I hadn't seen him in person since Jingle Fest 1 at yeah, the abandoned yeah. mineshaft, yeah. you know, three years ago. Uh, seeing David Aldridge on stage with my pal John Fitzpatrick was a big highlight. <laughs> and? And? Well, and Liz Clark coming on stage, even though she was highly uncomfortable when yes. when I was singing to her or her singing her yes. song for her. Um, that was that great, was, though. So shout out to Jenny Robbins for getting that done, uh, mm-hmm. bringing, bringing Liz Clark on the stage. I think... Um, I think Robin Eva brought David Aldridge on stage, and she was pretty pumped up about that. She was like, it's yeah. my DA moment! She was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and just, again, I don't want to go on and on about my highlights, because all of us have our own highlights, but just getting to spend time with everybody, and for me, the, going out to eat is always fun, because it's a smaller group setting, and we went out to eat a number of times at some nice yes. restaurants, and that was a lot of fun, and Bonnie Burko kept the stories coming. Bonnie Burko is always oh, that was, good for a story. Yes. That was a tremendous story time with Bonnie in person at the dinner yes. on Thursday night. Yeah. So Jingle Fest was fantastic, but also I would say that if you are in D.C. and you do not get your buns to the African American History Museum, you are missing out. Yeah, and you need really a couple of days, almost yes, like do. three days to go through there and absorb it all. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. We did that on Sunday afternoon, and yep. we were feeling like we needed, like you said, we needed an, a, whole, a whole extra day to go through that. Um, yeah, because honestly, they ran it closed at the end, and we were on the top floor, and I, I'd, I saw everything, but I didn't get to spend as much time with everything reading-wise. And there's a lot. It's dense. It's a lot of reading and a lot of yes. video work. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I think most of the video stuff that they had there, it had – Smithsonian Channel like logos on it so I think if you mm-hmm. have that channel you can go and watch a lot of that stuff because it's like documentary type stuff um, yeah. they had like a every floor like the on the first on the three subfloors had like a place where you could sit down and just watch the documentary video clips as they played um, and I didn't yeah. do any of that yeah. because I'm no, like I okay I got, I, I got to see this because I was in the mode of okay I could read most of this stuff elsewhere I can watch most of these videos I want to see like the artifacts and the things that you can't see and that's that's what's you know was overwhelming to me was to see things like see rosa parks dress from when she was on the bus and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. an amazing thing was when 
um, Jason's wife and I, we went through the bottom three floors, which are start at four, the year 1400 and cover, you know, slavery and civil rights. And okay. um, the, the, bot, the top of those three floors, you end with like culture and it goes to like the 60s and 70s and 80s and has this giant public enemy flag on the wall. And like, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the very last thing in that is, you know, a s- rather small kind of section um, for Barack Obama, which is really cool. Uh-huh, yeah. But, and then, then we kind of, out of that, before you get to the top floors, um, you get, there's a cafeteria. So we, I'm like, I got to sit down for a few minutes. I got I hadn't eaten anything all day. It's like, you know, it's like three or four o'clock by this point. I didn't expect it to take, you know, hours to go through those bottom floors, but it was awesome. And so we get to the cafeteria and we're sitting down in there and we got, you know, cake and I had to get a cup of coffee because I had to wake up. And this is, you know, one of the, this is, after, this is a day that's after many nights of sleeping two hours a night. Yeah. So yeah. Jason's wife and I are sitting there and um, she gets, she texts her friend that she works with here uh, in Atlanta. And she says, hey, I'm at the, you know, African-American History Museum. Uh, wasn't your stepdad involved in, you know, some of this stuff? Because we just, we had just went through the civil rights, um, 1968 kind of uh, sections. Uh-huh. And her friend texts back and says, yeah, his he's his picture is on is in the the section. He was a uh, one of the lawyers for Rosa Parks. Oh wow! And I several didn't know several story. of the other members, yeah, several of the members of the civil rights movement. And that's why I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, yeah, his, his there's a, fo- a small photo of him and a little blurb about him. And so Luke and Jess Overby, Luke's wife, young stat and young stat wife, yeah. were they yeah. came in and sat down next to us because Luke texted me. He goes because we had gotten split up because it was like so much. And you know you went at your own pace and everything, so we're we're all all we're all, all of us over the up. place, yeah. Yeah. Hall of Famer so, was like way down. I don't know where the Hall of Famer was, but yes, we were yeah. all split up. <laughs> I saw you at one point. I was like, where Where's everybody else? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was it was awesome. But um, we're in the cafeteria eating that cake, and Luke Stat, Young Stat texts me and says, um, "Where are you guys?" And I just took a picture of the cake and the coffee <laughs> yeah. and sent it yeah. to him. <laughs> and like literally, like less than a minute later, he, him, and Jess sat down next to me. Uh, well, yeah. Indiana. If you send a, if you would have texted me the picture of cake, <laughs> I would have been down there too. <laughs> it was like he knew exactly where we were, like instantly. Course, he was in there yeah. and he sat next to us. Yeah. Uh, and so they're sitting next to us, and they're sitting next to us as, and then Deanna starts telling the story again of her friend's stepdad, who was, you know, one of the lawyers in the civil rights for Rosa Parks and all this stuff. And Luke goes. Who this is why he's young stat man or stat? Oh my man. gosh! Go he ahead. Goes, was his name John something? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, okay, it's John. And honestly, I can't even remember. And I think it was John Gray or something like that. Uh huh. Um, but he's like, I can tell you exactly where the picture is, and it's blah blah blah. It was in this section. He was a lawyer for Rosa Parks, and and, and Deanna texts her friend back and says, "Is this your stepdad?" And she's like, "Yeah. Did you see it?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah. Now I remember." seeing i remember like where it was in the thing and and everything and she pulled up a picture of him and luke goes oh yeah that's the that's the guy i saw so he's oh my his memory yeah insane, memory. insane. Yeah. he has the memory that i used to have when i was a stat when i was a young man i was never a young stat man but at one point i was a young man yeah. and that was my memory and now it is gone so take advantage of it now young stat man absolutely yeah impressive. i used to have a pretty good memory too and i realized that that is out the window <laughs> um, Once you hit 40 and become a real man, it's gone. That's right. Yes. So, 
what what about you? Do you have any highlights that you want to talk about? Um, I would say one of the amazing things to me from the actual show, which was like what four hours. It was at least Saturday. four hours. Yeah, four hours. Yeah. Bes- yeah. Besides the fact of you know Da and Liz getting on stage and Leon, who I've heard people say Leon was the mayor of that yeah. show. Le- yeah. The mayor. It was amazing to watch him work the crowd and yep. just befriend everybody. He, I mean, I walked I walked out into the lobby just to see because I was just going out there to make sure that you know if anybody was out there that needed to be on the stage or whatever. I was reading the schedule. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, at one point, I felt like, oh, I'm this is what I'm doing now because I started reading the schedule and letting people know when they were up. So it ended up being. It was like, okay, okay, he's reading it, so I'm not going to bother to read it. And so I was like, oh, I guess i got to read it now, which is totally fine with me because it gives me something to do, which is what I always need when I'm in yeah. a crowd of people. Because I, I mean, understand. I think we've texted this. I always, I'm always happy, thrilled to talk to anybody. But if being introverted, when I'm in a crowd of people, I'm much better off if I have a task or something I can focus on. That if I, So I'm not just standing around. Because if I'm just standing around, I start thinking about, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people here. There's a whole lot of people here, and it kind of yeah. you know gets oh, yeah. to me. I understand. I'm the same way. I need a task. Yeah. Give me a task. Yeah, like on the subway on the metro to the African American History Museum that day, when all those people piled on, and I was uh-huh. just like, I don't know. I don't. I, this may not work for me. I may have to get <laughs> off at the next stop. It was. It was a lot of people. <laughs> there were a lot of people. Yeah, but thankfully that opened up pretty quickly. So I was going out into the lobby and reading the schedule, and I saw Leon out there, and he came up to me and said, Jason, man, it's, it's awesome to see you again, and like gave me this giant hug, and he's like, dr- pushes me up to the bar, and he's like, buy this guy, and Rob was with me too. He's like, buy, buy these two whatever they want. I'll, it's on me. And so he's like buying yeah, me and Rob drinks awesome. at the bar. And just he's He was amazing. And then, Leon Harris um, gives the best hugs ever. I thought I might actually yeah. break. <laughs> he's, I remember he's that a large man. <laughs> when he came to Jingle Fest, Two, the one in Penn Social. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. still remember what his hugs are like, which are bear hugs, and they're great. But I yes. felt like I might break open in two. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> oh, he's outstanding. And then, and then got to um, just real quick. I got to talk to Mark some more, who was amazing to us on Friday, recording yeah. the show. Just cannot say enough about how much we love Mark, and just mm-hmm. I mean he he. He, he will go out of his way to do things for you when he has to do nothing for us. Absolutely. And that's, why, yep. that's showing that you actually care. And anything, everything he said was just awesome and amazing. And, and then in addition to being great at producing the show and being on the show and just interacting with, he's, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to talk yep. to him for a little bit at the door. And then um, when they were leaving, I kind of walked out towards the end and – when I walked out the door just to get some air after something, I don't remember what it was. I just walked out onto the front patio of the place, and out there are Leon, David, Liz, and Mark. Just kind of ha- they're as they're going out to their they're walking, they're leaving basically. It's, it's like one or two songs from the end. Uh huh. It's like eleven. It's like eleven o'clock at this point. So they've been there from like you know seven till eleven. Which is they stayed awesome. like the entire time. Yes, and so the four of them were just kind of out there saying you know saying goodbyes as they were going to their cars. And I walk out there and they're like, hey, and they're coming over and they're like, we, you know, this is awesome. You know, they, they genuinely want to be there and genuinely enjoy it. It is not like, I mean, and all the, all the bigs from the show, everybody that was there was like, it's not, it's not that they come just to be like, okay, this is my duty to the show. Cause the first, the second year, I think when everybody came, I kind of think that's the way 
the, not that they felt, but it was almost like, hey, everybody's going to be here. We're going to go to this thing because it's kind of part of, we're part of the show. Yes. This I agree. year, yep. it was like, we want, we, they were in the crowd. Like David and Liz were up front. They, not only did they get on the stage, but the rest of the time, like, except for the very beginning, you know, when they're mobbed, when people see the, oh, they're here. I want to meet them. And they're taking mm-hmm. pictures and shaking hands and doing all that. After all of that, they come in and they're part of the main crowd standing up at the front of the stage, singing along and cheering. Yeah. And Jason's yeah. wife, AKA Deanna, her, her main, she said, my favorite part from Saturday night was looking over at one point and seeing David cheering during songs that you guys are singing on stage. So yeah. he's like, they're like completely into it. So that's amazing and awesome. And just being able to, you know, see that, that genuineness come out of them when that they're happy to be there is, I mean, it's just, I mean, they, they don't have to do that and they do. And it's awesome. Yeah. And Jeannie McManus too. I don't know if we mentioned Jeannie McManus. She was there. Yes. Um, I got to meet her. That's the first time I met her. Oh, she's fabulous. I didn't see her come to the front. I think she was ending up at the, in the front of the, the whole time. I don't think she ever made it back to the stage with the mob of people that were, um, it was a lot of people in there. And which all of them are happy and love meeting everybody. It's not like they're like, oh, I want to go see the show. They are happy to meet. And that's fabulous. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Now, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Another highlight was recording our podcast at Chatter. And the the number of people that showed up was outstanding. So thank you to everyone listening now that came. That was so much fun. And Jen Babish brought every Oreo known to man. And uh, <laughs> yes. uh, thanks Patrick and Smith brought no candy thanks on corn. That one. <laughs> yeah, thanks and no thanks for Patrick Smith on the candy corn. Um, yeah. You know, and also Claire, Claire uh, Nertola brought me a box of devil dogs for Jingle Fest mm. night. Um, that would which, be thanks for that, yeah. Yeah, which is, that may or may not be already gone, that box of devil dogs. <laughs> And then also Jen Babish brought us burger cookies. So we were not hurting for for food. And also Jenny uh, Robbins cupcakes. OMG. Yes. So yes. it was what, great. What kind of chocolate so, was that? Guinness? Guinness chocolate? Guinness infused chocolate or something. I don't know. Yes. It was good. I, you know what I call it? I call it good chocolate. That's good. what I call it. Good. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great weekend. And um, I just can't. I, I guess the, the next one is already set. So we're doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so whether you like it or not, you're going to hear about it again. <laughs> yeah, well, that's only once a year, though. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Anything else about that weekend? I mean, obviously, I, I guarantee you in the next couple of weeks on our show, we will talk about this more. So if you don't sure, like it, well, maybe we'll make it its own segment and be like Jingle Fest highlights or yeah. Jingle Fest memories. And then I'm we'll, sure we'll think of it. I'm sure we'll think of stuff. Um Oh yeah, there's stuff because, like you mentioned, Jean. That's the first time I met Jean McManus, and literally, I was walking up to her to say, "I am very, very nice to meet you." I'm and introduce myself, and she goes, mm-hmm. "Jason, I'm sorry I couldn't come to your podcast taping on Friday. You know, it was I didn't realize it was going to be that late, and I had some stuff going on." And yeah. gives me a hug, and I'm like, "How do you even know who I am?" Yeah, she's super. It just sweet. like stunned me. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was fabulous. If you, if anybody listening has not come to Jingle Fest and you like Kornheiser, and you like the Jingles, or you just like mm-hmm. us people, we people, we yes. nutcases, come to yes. Jingle Fest. Join the cult. And Rachel was in front of me laughing, not agreeing, but laughing. Because you know Rachel came to a Jingle Fest, and her face 
what during the Schmitz break was priceless. <laughs> Well, then she missed it. She missed a winner this year. (laughs) Oh, she definitely missed a winner this year. Although we did tell her about Jerry Negrelli disrobing. We did tell her. Oh, you already did. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. He 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 did this. He did this progressive or digressive costume (laughs) change that he got less and less clothes on as he went through his songs until we were bathrobed. Of course. I honestly yes. forgot we were doing that. So, and Rob and Steve too. So the three of other other three of us up there were not wearing. We were just wearing regular clothes, and he's up there in a bathrobe. So, yeah. So, um, on the note of Jerry disrobing, that might be a good place to end this segment. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go any further than that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening so far. We hope you still have your pants on or off, whatever you prefer. Either way is good with us. I, I mean, we're not there with you, so it doesn't really matter to us either way. I mean, I have my pants on, but you didn't really care about that, so I'm not sure why I brought up pants in the first place. Let's just move on. I mean, having pants is really a first... Well, not having pants or having pants, whether you prefer to have pants or not have pants, is really just a first world problem. So, let's just move on. So, speaking of Jingle Fest, Maybe we're not done with jingles, but as, <laughs> as you as you know, the Hall of Famer and I drove this year to Jingle Fest, yes. and partly because I hate flying, partly because we wanted to bring our own golf clubs, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly because um, we need to be diligent about checking off a few ballparks every year. <laughs> I will never yes. get it done. Thanks for that, young <laughs> stat man. Um, well, he's motivated you. He's got he's got oh, it in he's you definitely motivated in, your, in your ear now. Yeah. And uh, I will stand by the fact that going to PNC Park counts, even though it was rained out. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Were you in the park? We were in the park for three hours. Yeah. 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 I would say even if you don't go for a game, if you can get in the park, if you like hooked it up with somebody somehow to tour the park when there was no game, that still counts as seeing the park. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, because of all that, we thought it would be a little bit cheaper than flying. But mm-hmm. here's the here's the first world problem. We we forgot that every road we wanted to travel on from Chicago eastward was a toll road. Yes. And I yep. was I could not believe how much money we kept track because I was like, okay, the first toll we saw was in Chicago, or right outside Chicago. When, and I've driven through Chicago a million times in my life. And typically, if I remember right, back when I was younger, the tolls were like 50 cents, and you got to grab the quarters and slam dunk them into the basket, and it was so much fun. Well, now yeah, it was cheap toll, enough that you could pay in quarters, yeah. Yeah, well, now the toll was, I think the first toll was 375 or something. And I was thinking, oh, that's still 50, cheap. I was thinking 50 cents. So that's when I said, all right, we need to keep track of this. So we kept track of it. We spent $111.65 on tollways for the trip. Just just to D.C. or D.C. and back? D.C. and back, which still doesn't sound like a lot. lot. But I don't have to pay where I live on any road. And when we go westward, there's no tolls except for, like, the Golden Gate Bridge, which I haven't even talked about, that I went to San Francisco right before Jingle Fest. So the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge, you have to pay money to get on. But that, I was like, I forgot about Did you roll the, the windows tour. down going across the bridge? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, <laughs> okay. you've got to do that. <laughs> Anybody who gets that has been listening to this podcast for way too long. That's right, that's right. Okay, so that that's one of my first world problems. Now, do you have any first world problems from this trip? Oh, certainly. Um, I'll say this about the tolls, though. It cost us almost $20 just one way from our house to the airport in Atlanta. So it was $18 oh, wow. and something. That so morning. you have tolls, And it's too, based on the amount of traffic. Say what? Oh, yeah. It's based oh, on yeah. the amount of traffic? Yes. Oh, we're driving and by my changes. childhood home right now. Oh, where are you? In the middle of middle of the uh, North Midwest? We're in, uh, right now, we are passing through Winona, Minnesota. Hey, Bundy Boulevard, that's where I grew up, right down there. We, we don't have time to stop, but I just wave. Okay, sorry, go ahead. This is, this is the point where I say, KJ, this is your life. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's, Surprise! It's, it, <laughs> okay, go ahead. You have tolls in Atlanta, and it's based on the amount of traffic. Well, that's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's... That's not it's fair. To, it's a toll to skip the sitting in traffic is what it is. Oh, so you're talking about like the I-Pass? Yeah. Well, yeah. of course. That's we a toll didn't, to me. We didn't do the I-Pass because why would we do that when we just travel once through? People that live yeah, there, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to. You, you, it, would take, it would take Jason's wife three hours to get home from work without that thing. Mm-hmm. I understand that, Because she works that, in yeah. Midtown. So, yeah, it's, yeah. she works, yeah. you know you know, 20 miles from here. Uh, so it's, it's, it takes forever. So, yeah, so I, we paid probably, and then coming back, it was, you know, late on, let's see, what was it? Late on Monday, later, much later than we expected, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but on Monday night we were driving back and it was only like, you know, eight, seven, eight dollars. So it, it can vary from like, I've seen it be like as low as less than a dollar to as much as like 20 something dollars, the same distance driving. Which that, is crazy. See, I don't understand that. I don't think... Why is that fair? It's because if you don't need to use it, then it, it the times that you need to use it, it's way more expensive. It's to deter people from using it because there's more traffic. Oh, it's crazy. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, well, this I mean, little we, Midwesterner doesn't understand tolls like that. All I understood was, again? <laughs> again? 1875, yeah. the Pennsylvania Turnpike was the most expensive. Yeah. If you drive through any, like, that north, you you basically drove through Toll Central, though. Except yeah, for we, outside we of, like, yeah. New York City and, like, out in California, like you said, San Francisco, like, going across the bridges. Chicago through, like, Ohio area, you know, Pennsylvania and, and down into D.C., that mm-hmm. is Toll Central. As far, yeah, that's, like, the I, toll. It's, it's not the Rust Belt. It's the Toll Belt. I can tell you that firsthand. It's Toll Central. Yeah. And so basically it was not, I don't know how much cheaper it was to drive, but we would not have gotten to see two ballparks. So we're happy we drove, no. but we were surprised yeah, by totally that. Worth it. Okay. So, so I have go a, go, go ahead with your, you have something else for this? Because I have, I have one thing, but I, if, if you have another, go for, go for it. Okay. Yeah, I have another one. So this, All right. on the way back, so just a few nights ago now, uh, we stayed in a hotel just outside of Chicago as we were coming back. And it was the Clarion Hotel. Yeah, I've heard of those. You heard of those? They're part of a group, I think. Yep. So we get in there. We're, we get in around 10 o'clock because I cannot keep my eyes open anymore. Hall of Famer, also very tired. Time to stop. Mm-hmm. So this is one of these spontaneous book hotel online 
in the car. It's, it's, cheap, <laughs> it's cheaper online than it is when you get to the counter. So anyway, yes, yes. We're doing that. We get there at 10. We go to sleep. It's about 1 in the morning. All of a sudden, we hear, we hear this noise like someone's trying to get in our room. So both of us wake up. And at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. And I don't know how we both heard it. I guess it must have been really loud because we were sleeping pretty hard. Hardly hard. Anyway, I get up. We both get up at the same time. And I look up and this guy is in our room. He's opened our door and he's pulling his luggage and he's in our room. And I scream the first thing that comes to mind, which could be way worse than what I said. I mean, think of all the things you could say. All I screamed was, wrong room, wrong room. <laughs> and, and, and the guy backs out, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. So you imagine that we're all freaked out. And then. Uh, uh, yes, for good reason. But then a few minutes later, the phone rings. And so we, the Hall of Famer answered And it was the front desk guy. And he said, he must have said something like, did you, did someone just try to come in your room? Because the Hall of Famer said, uh, yes, they did. And oh, I didn't hear what he said, of course, but all I heard the Hall of Famer say was she like gave a little half giggle, like uh, a sarcastic giggle. And she goes, please. And she hangs up on him. So I'm like, well, what did the guy what? say? And she said, the guy said, uh, oh, okay, well, we'll try not to let anybody else come into your room. Well, well, that's great service, buddy. But instead of being mad, I just kept giggling at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm going through giggle fits because the Hall of Famer never treats anybody like that, which wasn't rude or anything. But normally she'd say, oh, okay, thank you. That'd be great. But instead she just giggles sarcastically, please, and hangs up. (laughs) Like, what an idiot this guy was. Okay, and then the next morning. like, we're getting our room for free. Uh, that's what I want to ask you. So the next morning, our cards didn't even work. Our our, our cards. So uh, we were locked out of our room yeah. because he had your canceled key, them. Your key card. Your key card. So we went up to the front desk, and uh, she said, well, our cards don't work. We need new cards. Well, did you put it next to your cell phone? You know, because that can, if you put it next to your cell phone, I guess it can cancel out the card, the magnetic strip. Yeah, the magnetic, yes, yeah, stuff. And uh, the Hall of Famer said, no, I'm pretty sure it was when the guy came out of our room last night, and um, yeah. and he said, oh, that was you. Yeah, that's probably it. No apology. Yeah. No, and then this place didn't even have continental breakfast, so we had to buy our own breakfast. No offer of free breakfast. No offer of free room. I think we should get our room free, don't you? A hundred percent, and I would call the because Clarion is a not. It's not like just mom and pop on the side of the road hotel. This is a chain that I've yes. stayed at before. No, it had good reviews. That's why we thing. picked it. Yeah, I would call the main office and say, "Here's what happened," and the people working at the desk were not only not um, not interested in offering us anything. They didn't even really apologize and acted like it was our fault that somebody else came in our room at one a.m. Uh-huh. If somebody Look, you could have, because here's what would have happened if that would have been me. If somebody comes in my room at 1 a.m. and me and my wife or me and my kids are in there, uh-huh. yeah, I'm I, attacking this person. Yeah. It is it is knock them out and ask questions later situation. Yeah. That yeah. I would have laid that, I would have, now, I mean, I could have gotten myself punched in the face, but if I'm jumping up at 1 a.m., my, my natural reaction, my instinct is, 
I'm being a, I'm somebody's invading my home where my not my home, but you know what is my home away from home where I'm currently. This is my personal area. You're yeah. invading it. Yeah. I am subduing and asking questions afterward. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: Do you move your bed in the hotel room so that it's facing the door so you can see it at all times? As you no, but I always sleep. I always sleep on the side of the bed that is towards the door that is closest that I would have that they have to come through me to get to whoever else is in the Yeah. Room. Well, the only thing that I could think of was rah 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 rah. Thank goodness this gentleman was horrified that he had done this. Like he oh, yeah, he, he should have gotten a free room too. Wasn't his yeah. fault. I would have jumped up if. Now here's my next question though. You don't have the like the safety latch on the door. We did have the safety latch, but it was so it was. You can open it quite then a how bit. How did he get in the door? Well, he got in. the Oh, door he didn't get in. And he started he get pulling. All, he's his not like in the room. Uh, well, I, then the safety latch is not working. I don't think it was working because he actually did yeah. get into the room and had to backpedal out. I saw what he was wearing. He had a hat on. He had shorts on and a t-shirt, and he looked to be mid twenties. He looked like he was a nice kid, but he's now mm-hmm. petrified. Every time he goes to a hotel, he'll probably be worried that he's going to walk in on somebody. Yeah. At 1 a.m., it's it's a difference between 1 p.m. and 1 a.m. Yeah. Is part of this, too. Yeah. Because you have been dead asleep, and you jump up. I, I, I would have been... My first instinct is, if he's anywhere near the door, is to slam my body into the door or kick it to try to knock him out of the room. Yeah. So, yeah. I... Wow. I thought I was yeah. going to have to jump up, but let's That's be crazy. honest. If I jump up, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I had mace with me, so, but of course that wasn't within distance, in reaching distance. No. Yeah. You, well, you could have thrown the like hotel alarm clock or phone at him or grabbed the lamp or grabbed a sheet and like threw it over his, the bedspread and like throw it over his head or there's all kinds <laughs> of the options there. over his head. That would be, that would be, that would be a sight. First of all, I probably yeah, well, wouldn't then, be then able to reach him. he can't see you. Yeah, I know he can't see me, but <laughs> you could have thrown it like over. You could have thrown it like around his waist. <laughs> I would have needed three tries to just get it up high enough over his head. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You throw it like around his waist. <laughs> so that that's crazy, and I can't believe that they didn't at least offer to give you a discount. I mean, at the very least, give you free breakfast. That's what but I thought. I would say discount on the room, or maybe even free room. I would say now free room because of how unapologetic they seem to be. And like, just didn't even care. Well, yeah. And when you've got a ho- when your hotel worker, all he says is, "Yeah, we'll try not to let anybody else come into your room." Um, if that's, <laughs> that's if that's your best customer service uh, idea or your best uh, philosophy or your best theory or whatever the word I'm looking for is, I think you need to be in another line of work. Best method. Yeah, just <laughs> shut the hotel down at that yeah. point. Just yeah. find something else to do. Yeah. Um, so that was my Go work for Comcast or AT&T telephone support because yeah, that's where you belong that, that, at that point. Yeah, exactly. So that was my first world problem. What about you? I understand you had some travel difficulties as well. Uh, yes, definitely a travel first world problem coming back um, because, you know, we made it back safe and everything was great. And we flew on an airplane, which saved us, you know, well, would have saved us about six hours because it's like a nine hour drive. It uh-huh. ended up saving us zero hours because it took like a six hour delay for us to get back. Oh no! What, so what happened? We got to the what we got to the airport. Yeah, we got to the airport and everything seems great. We're fine. We're plenty of time because we we left after going to uh, the TK podcast 
at Chatter that morning with you guys, you mm-hmm. and Rob and Luke and everybody else that was there. John um, Fitzpatrick, uh, Claire Natola, yes. Jen Babish, free free barbecue from Corky's. It was great. Yes, Robin was there. Robin, uh, yep. You know, Kimberly. Kimberly. Yes, who we haven't mentioned yet, who was awesome. You mentioned her in the credits, the outro credits from last week. Yes. She came on Saturday night to the show and again on Monday at Chatter to hang out with us and was awesome the entire time. Yeah, she was fabulous. Um, and she also gave us a tip while we were there on where to park because our meter was yep. going to expire. And she said, oh, no, you go over here. And it was great. Kimberly was awesome. I was so happy to meet her. Yes, awesome to meet her. Uh, and... So we're going to the airport after that, and Luke and young Stat and young Stat wife had to, you know, they flew out like an hour before us, mm-hmm. uh, and so we all just went there together, shared a shared a ride there, and we're, we're there, so we're hanging out. We got plenty of time. I'm like, hey, this is cool. We'll just cruise through all this stuff. So we get to the gate, we get on the plane, and about I've been been on the plane like ten minutes in my seat. You know, I'm like, oh, we're ready to go. You know, the last people have just gotten on, and the pilot says. Uh, folks, we have a ground stop, full ground stop in Atlanta due to weather. Uh, it's going to be at least about 30 minutes, so sit tight. Okay. About two minutes after that, he says, well, it may be a little longer. They're not really telling us. And he was the most candid pilot I've ever heard in my life. What, I flew which you appreciate, right? Hundreds of times. Oh, totally, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And the flight crew of that flight was awesome. Um, the, the flight attendants were incredible and were real and you know genuine and that is you know they weren't trying to hide anything they weren't saying you know bad things about anything they were just like look we didn't really know um it was not the it'll just be a few moments or that kind of stuff it was none of that they were they were sharing with us the information they had that's good i would appreciate that yes so two minutes in the pilot's like uh folks they're not really giving us a whole lot of information here my guess is we're going to be at least 45 minutes to an hour if you'd like to get off the plane you can Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting in the middle seat, so I'm like, yeah, I'm getting off the plane. Absolutely. So me and Jason's wife get off the plane uh, um, with about probably 25% of the people that were on there, mainly people in the middle seats, got up. Because I figured if the pilot is letting people get off the plane, we're going to be here at least an hour and a half, two hours. Yes. Because yeah. I've flown enough to, to figure to this out. To know that, yeah. So we get off, and we're walking around, and they're like, hang around the gate. So we're hanging around the gate, and then the... They come on the thing and say, okay, this is like, we're we're out there for about an hour. And the gated agent says, okay, let's get back on the plane. We're going to take off this time. So we get back on. We sit down. This time, this time I get on the plane, there's a different person sitting next to me in we, the window seat. Whoa. Which is unusual. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. So we're sitting there for about 25 minutes. And the pilot's like, well, there's a slight delay and we should be able to take off. And then like 25 minutes later, he comes back and says, we got to get off the plane again because it's been another hour delay and oh FAA regulations prevent us from keep because the people who didn't get off the first time have been on the plane. They, they will have potentially been on the plane more than three hours just sitting on the tarmac and you can't do that anymore. So he's like, everybody off. It's going to be a while. And he was like disgusted at this point. He was like, yeah, they're feeding us different information and I'm not sure they're telling us everything. So we're just going to go ahead and get <laughs> off. And I'm not I am not getting I'm not letting them board the plane again to put you guys through this until we are ready to take off. Until they've said, yes, come on. Oh, good for him. And so we get off. Yeah, he was awesome. Which airline so we get was off this, the plane. or don't you want to say? It's Delta. It's Delta, Delta. okay. Uh, yeah, they, right. they, they were great. The the whole, I, I blame most of it on the people at the Atlanta airport not getting the information, or the FFA, FAA, whatever, not getting the information relayed. Yeah. The pilot yeah. and the flight crew were awesome. So we get off the plane, and I'm like, okay, they said an hour. I'm expecting at least two hours. 
So we go and we kind of, you know, Jason's wife goes to get, you know, we had to get the thing to charge our phones because I left the charger and the little plug in the hotel, apparently. So did I. That morning. Yeah. So congratulations to the next person to stay in our room. Absolutely. Me too. This, I left mine at the Jingle Fest Hotel. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So we're standing, so we're standing around, you know, and it's hard because the next flight that was supposed to take off from this gate, the, which is also going to Atlanta, and what they what they eventually said was that no flights were allowed to Atlanta, Atlanta because it was so much wet, bad weather. Oh wow! Huge thunderstorms. So That's, it was like yeah, that must be bad. Twelve flights got like diverted, and like they were just circling the airport in Atlanta in the air for like maybe a couple of hours at some point. Oh, and so we're yuck. sitting there, and the. I go. I walk up to just. I'm like. I just want to see. You know what's going on. How the gate agents are kind of responding, and they're. They. You can tell they're kind of like. We don't know. We have no idea what's going on. And so I see the flight attendant who'd helped me because I travel with my guitar on the plane. I always put it in the closet. I think we had this discussion last year when I had to cram it in the overhead bin. That's the worst yeah, flight crew yeah. I've ever had in uh-huh. the last few years. Um, this flight crew was amazing. Was like, yeah, you see this? There's stuff in the closet. She was like, here, let's just move this stuff out of the way. Let's take this guy's jacket, you know, cram it up in the corner and put the guitar in there. And which is, you know, hey, it didn't hurt anything. Uh So I appreciated her working with me. So I see her walking off and she's dragging her like luggage and her roller bag with her. Oh, God. That's not a good flight attendants come off carrying their carry-ons. Yeah. That's a problem. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I stopped her and I was like, this didn't look good. She goes, oh, no. And I said, are we going to take off today? And she's like, I hope so, because all of us have to get connections in Atlanta tonight to go to a different flight, and we were expecting to be there for three or four hours and be able to eat and hang out, and now we may have to run to our next thing and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, they're not telling us everything. And she's like, this ground crew, like, not the ground crew, she said the people in Atlanta don't, they're not giving us information, they don't know what's going on. She's like, the people at the age, the gate agents here, I don't know if they know more than we do, but she was very much like, she wasn't throwing anybody in the bus, but she was basically like, I wish they would just tell us what was going on. Yeah, which you appreciate. And she's like, yeah, and she's like, you guys might as well get comfortable here. So we were there for probably another hour and a half, and then we finally get back on the plane again. The third time we boarded, the third person, uh, different person in the seat next to me. What is that all <laughs> I'm about? I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I have th- so this is the first time I've ever boarded a plane three times before it t- took off, and also the first time I've ever boarded a plane three times and have a different person in the seat next to me each time. Yeah, what, what did you have? It had your something shoes to do. off or something? No, it turned. Well, it turns out that they. <laughs> I know one of you the, didn't have your shoes no. off. Oh, of course not. No. Um, so we get on, and it turns out the person in the window seat was supposed to be. Have you ever seen the miners that travel with the red bracelets? Uh huh that the unaccompanied minors that they cannot get up they cannot be moved after the flight attendant it's regulations where the flight attendants bring them on last they put them, or first put them in their seat and then they sit there until everybody gets off and then the flight attendants come and get them because they're meeting they're you know they're responsible they have yes. they're responsible for that minor until they meet them connect them with the their guardian parents whatever uh-huh. at, the, yep. at the next gate at the next airport i've flown many times so it turns out that that minor. was it was yeah so that's, it was the kid, young kid, it was probably eight or nine sitting next to me. And that's, it, some confusion of that, they, he was in, been in the wrong seat a couple of times, and so they had to move people around, and he was supposed to be sitting next to me, which was cool. Worked out, because I was helping him with his snack, and he's a nice kid, and I could tell when we were landing in the turbulence, he was kind of nervous, because uh-huh, he was kind of looking yeah. at me, and he gets out this asthma inhaler, and I'm like, <laughs> this is, you know, this is my kid, this is, my kid has his asthma and all that stuff, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, and so I just, you know, 
stuck my hand out there, you know, and we bumped fists, and he was like, yeah, cool, and we landed, and he was like, looked at me like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, because <laughs> it was, it oh, was a man. rough landing. See? It's one of those where you're coming down, and you you look out the window, and you know that you're about to land, because you can, you just sense, you know, you were close to the ground, and you look out the window, and it's just pitch black clouds. Oh, you can't God. even see, and we're like dipping back and forth, and like swinging and swaying, and then finally we hit the ground, and we like bounce, and then come back down, and... The pilots did great. Flight flight crew was great, awesome, but it was a it was an interesting trip back. Uh, yeah, I would. I mentioned that I paid one hundred and eleven dollars and sixty five cents. I would have paid double that in tolls to avoid that <laughs> flight home. Oh my gosh, that's well, <laughs> you guys could have driven and been home before that flight landed. Uh, probably. Yeah. But get this. So we we land, we pull up to the to the to the jetway, to the gate to to get off. And mm-hmm. we sit there for about mm, 15 minutes, and then the pilot comes on and says, folks, I want to apologize again. I know this, is not, this has been a, you know, an unusual flight, but we can't extend the jetway to the plane to open the door because of lightning. Lightning is striking the jetway. Oh, God. So we have to sit here for at least another 30 minutes at the gate, cannot get off the plane oh. while the storm passes over. You so know, 30 minutes uh, go by. Oh <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, 30 minutes go by. They ex- they are able to extend it out and connect it to the plane. And then the pilot comes on and says, okay, folks, we've got the jetway extended, you know, but now Delta or the airport has not provided us with a gate agent and FAA regulations prevent us from opening the door to the plane without a gate agent there. So we have to wait for a gate agent to show up at this gate before we can open the door to let people off the plane. Uh, so we sat there for another 45 minutes to an hour just at the gate, just sitting there with the thing attached and couldn't open the door because there was no gate agent. Oh, that is awful. Insane. It was crazy. And uh, people, there were people like they were already standing up in the aisle to get off, you know, because people yes, were impatient. Yes. I always just sit in my seat until there's clear up to my row because what are you going to do? You're going to stand there? That's what I do, too. I just sit and so wait. So there were people that stood there for, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. While while just couldn't open the door to the plane because of lightning, and then the gate agent wasn't there, so ridiculous. Well, but you know, we made it back, and it was good. You made it back safely, you know. But the, for me, flying besides the actual flight part, the turbulence is the worst part for me. Um, you would not the, have enjoyed this. What's that? I would not. No, I would not have enjoyed. You it. would not have enjoyed the landing on this one. No, but you know what I hate? What I can't stand the most is the end. When you're deplaning and it seems like it takes forever to get off that plane, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm motion sickness. I've had enough with this plane already, and we're always near the back of the plane, and mm-hmm. people are standing up, and it's just chaos. So if I had to be on that plane for an extra forty-five minutes to get off, that thing, oh no, hour and a half. Oh, hour <laughs> it was and an a half. hour and a half. Hour and a half. I would have started throwing things. I, I don't know. I would have had a breakdown. <laughs> Well, there were two two good things that came out of this. One was because we couldn't get back in time for my parents to drive here because my parents kept both kids at their house, which is like three more than three hours away. Oh, okay. They couldn't drive yep. here that late at night to drop them off and drive back like they were planning because I called them immediately when the flight was delayed. I was like, All right, it's up to you what you want to do with this. We could you know meet up later or, or whatever. I can meet you halfway. And my dad was like, no, 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 no. You guys get home safe. You know, We'll see you in the morning. So that away, I got Mr. the Feeney. extra night at home yeah. without the kids when we got back, which of course we, we got home and went, let's go get some food. And then we got food and then we came back and we just 
passed out. We were out until like the next morning just because it's we we're so exhausted. But yeah. it was good. It was good rest time. And then the other bonus thing that came out of it was I got to know the flight attendant a little bit. And she's as she's passing out, you know, the snacks and the drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, what can I get you? I was like, uh, you know, cookies because I get the cookies for my kids to give them because it's, you know, whatever. It's it's the cheap and easy I don't have to buy them anything. We're on the trip. You just get them cookies. From yeah, the get them cookies. Yeah, from the airline. Yeah, and they're like, "Ooh, cookies!" I mean, and they don't know any different. So, <laughs> good plan. She walks by, and so Jason's wife, she's sitting in the seat in front of me because this is the only seats you get when you you book middle seats in front of uh, front or behind each other when you book a flight. You know, basically the morning of, of yeah leaving. Yeah, because that's how it works. What was that you were saying about um, planning ahead of time? Yeah, I don't do it. She, uh-huh. I think I drive her crazy sometimes with this stuff. Uh, In it, fact, it would I know drive I me crazy. That's for sure. I would yeah. need to have it all planned out. <laughs> so she's in front of me, and she turns around. She's like, "Get, make sure you get the cookies for the kids." I was like, "Oh yeah," and this is on the way back. And so the flight attendant, and she, I was like, "Hey," and blah blah. You know, we're we'd carried on this conversation out in the you know in the at the gate and got back on. She's like, Hey, good to see you again. And we're like joking and like, Hey, long time no see that kind of stuff. She's like, Hey, you know, your guitar, you know, and she's like making room in the closet again and put it in there. I say, Hey, can I have some cookies? She's like, I got you. And she comes back and she just like, gives me like these two packs. She's like, gives me like this handful of cookies. She's like, here you go. And like, oh, at me and I'm yeah. like hey, there we go. So see, I'm in. when you're in with lot. the flight crew, yes, you're, you're good. So it's, it was, it was a good trip in despite of the, insanity of the weather and the delays and all this business and lightning and agents not being at the gate and that kind of stuff so yeah and no one no one walked in on you like in the airplane bathroom or anything and said oh i'll try not to let anybody else come in here no okay good well you got that i don't use airplane bathrooms i don't use airplane bathrooms unless it's a you know the international flight the 24-hour flight to thailand or it's an emergency yeah yeah i try not to but i definitely have used them yeah, if you're a germaphobe, which I'm not, but mm-hmm. if you're a germaphobe, airplane bathrooms are the worst. They're terrible. Yeah, and I'm not a germaphobe, the worst. but I, I I'm married to one, so. <laughs> ah, so you yeah. understand? Yeah, I do understand. <laughs> yep. Well, good. So we made it back home in order for you to leave again on this That's trip. That's right, and uh, those were all first world <laughs> problems. But man, I don't know. I would have paid double the toll. I'm just saying that your flight home does not sound fun for me. Better you than me. It was, it kept it interesting. Yeah, we were laughing at. at, Definitely. Well, you have. I was. I got to know the lady next to me. We were cracking up, just making jokes and stuff. Yeah, because what do you do at that point? That's right. What do you do? I would probably just start crying. Get me off of this plane (laughs) now. Wouldn't have been good. See, it's almost like it's good that what happened to me happened to me, and what happened to you happened to you, because it would have been vice versa. Uh I would have been in. I you would have been, been in custody jail. for assaulting yeah. somebody, and yeah. you would have been like this mess of tears. Oh, and I would have been in jail for probably throwing something and being disruptive on the plane, <laughs> being that person. Yeah. Like the guy who we found out when we came back, uh, Jason's wife texted me this story. She goes, did you see this from the day that we flew, that Delta had to, dis- to um, disrupt a flight because a guy ran out, naked guy ran in, was jumping on the wing of the airplane <laughs> as it was at the gate. <laughs> No, and I, was like, I didn't what? see that. No. Yeah. So she's oh like, was gosh. this? I wonder if this is the guy from one of our flights who just went nuts. I was like, I can understand. Maybe that's what really happened that Atlanta didn't tell you about the Atlanta flight crew, the grounds crew. Who? It is entirely possible. Yeah. Entirely possible. Well, I'm glad you're safe. And uh, we are now in the state, the great state of Wisconsin. And so I fear wow. that we might lose our um, cell phone reception. So let's get to the next segment. 
Let's go. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey there, person, people, guys, gals, listener type, humans. We're glad you've decided to join us and have listened this far. Just for listening this far, you get a special treat. You get to hear our feedback email address, which is speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit us on Twitter, at SpeakTangents. And if you've been a listener for a while and have been paying attention and you don't just skip over this section, you know that I did those out of order. We're changing things up this year at Speaking of Tangents. Taking it in a new direction. Okay. Not really a new direction, just that's really the only thing we're changing. And it's really because I just read it out of order. Or I mean, not read it out of order, but remembered it out of order and said it out of order. I don't read or write down anything. I can't read. Ahem. I beg your pardon for interjecting. Special apologies to you, Dene, but I believe Dason forgot some important informations. You can now reach me on the Twitters at Rochelle Octavia. Follow, like, subscribe, and whatever else influences like myself would say about myself. And remember, Lady Rochelle will remember who her friends are when the robots take over. Um, I mean I'll follow you back. Yeah, that's it. So do we have any feedback from this short week or short episode week, I guess I should say? Yes, we do have feedback. Um, well, let's let's first cover some feedback specifically about last week's episode, the chatter live episode um on the quiz that we took anita from alaska sent us a note and this first sentence kills me i just love this first sentence i must have been (laughs) drunk friday night (laughs) when bob i like that (laughs) i like that it says i'm must have been drunk friday night (laughs) i'm i must have been drunk friday night when she write this on friday night (laughs) yeah Uh, when bob did the quiz at the beer exchange so Bob did, I'm going to add this parenthetically, Bob, um, I was not there, but Bob Walsh, our quiz master, repeated the quiz that we had taken earlier in the day at the beer exchange, yes. correct? I was there, I was the moderator of the quiz. Okay, you were the moderator. So she said, when Bob mm-hmm. did the quiz at the beer exchange, I didn't get any, and also didn't hear the answers because the 150 people in Robin's room made it impossible <laughs> to hear. It was, it was like... 15 people in there. Oh, okay. Well, she must have been drunk. But it was, it was packed. You know, uh, well, the, the, the best thing about that, that whole thing was the hotel. this hotel wouldn't let us be in the bar because we were bringing our own alcohol because of the beer share. Yeah. And people were bringing it from all over wherever they were from and just mm-hmm. sharing with yep. each other. Which was and great. And so the hotel was not cool with any of this. This hotel was nice hotel, wasn't nearly as cool with the after-hour stuff as the one last year. Yeah, so that's true. So they, yep. they were... So what what Robin did was went down and said, I need to rent a suite for a conference call tonight and just paid for a room, a suite for us to go into and have this thing and yes. stay up until midnight. Yeah, yeah. And everybody just donated money to the pile, and she basically paid for the room that way, which was awesome idea. 
it, it worked out great. Yeah, and apparently, now I might be wrong, but I did hear that Ed Butt attempted to rent the room first. Yes, he did. By saying, yes. we're going to drink in there. And they said, um, yes. no. <laughs> so, so Ed may Eve, have been already drinking by the time he went down to rent this yeah. room because he's like, yeah, we're just going to have, you know, 40 people in there and drinking. And they were like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. So Robin Eva solved that by saying she was going to have a conference call. It was great. Yeah, but, I need to prepare for my conference call. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, she said it, the 150 people in there, which might have been an overestimation, which people tend to do when they're drunk. A bit. Uh, yes. She said, nailed it today when listening to the podcast. I think the only one I missed was F&F, which is Fast and the Furious. My, yes. my son is so disappointed in me. Great podcast. <laughs> you two are great together. Uh, thanks, nice. Anita. Um, Yes, thank you very much. Well, you and I, Jason, were perfectly sober, at least I was, when we took the quiz on Friday with Market Chatter, and we yes. didn't nail it like Anita says she nailed it. Oh, oh no. I think, we got mo- I think we got them all, is what That's we ended right. up saying, we right? We did get them all. Yeah. I, thought, I thought the quiz was kind of hard this time. and It was very hard, but it was also the fact of the noise. The noise. It was so many yeah. people there. In yep. fact... I heard from people who were there at both that it was more people at our podcast taping that afternoon than at Tony's podcast taping that morning. Uh, hmm. I heard that, too. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm thrilled with the amount of people that were there. But it was absolutely it was, it was awesome. just very hard to concentrate on the quiz. And that's yes. what I'm sticking to. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> OK. And speaking of the quidge, 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 Bob Walsh, the quiz, the quiz. <laughs> Bob Walsh, the quiz master himself, wrote us an email after that quiz, and and I'm going to highlight a few things from that email. So Bob says, after I sent you the Jingle Fest quiz, I made some predictions. And then he says, so Uh that certain parties could not accuse me of making the predictions up after the fact. I sent the attached email. Who's he talking about right there? Uh, I don't know. Mark Stern, probably. Probably. I sent the attached email to at Honeycrisp for confirmation. And he says... Which is Jamie. Jamie, yep. Number one, Jason will say that 10 is a made-up milestone at the 10th quiz. And he said, I got this one wrong. I did not account for the overall Jingle Fest exuberance, which canceled out most of Jason's snarkiness. (laughs) And actually, Bob, I did also think that Jason might say that 10 is a made-up milestone, but uh, Jason did not. Why is 10 a made-up... Like, 9 is a made-up milestone. Why is 10 a... Why would I ever say that? It's an it's ten is a solid number. I like 10. Okay, all right, we're good with ten. Number two, mm-hmm. Mark will reference to Haviland as Maid Marion when Jason claims not to know who either of the actresses are in question number four. He says mm-hmm. he got this mostly right. Mark did reference to Haviland as Maid Marion, but it was not it was KJ, yes. not Jason, who did not know who the actresses were. Well, yeah, Bob. I mean that was easy. <laughs> um, he said if I was using the horseshoe scoring method, this would be a clear winner. And we were using Absolutely. the horseshoe scoring method. What other method is there? <laughs> Number three, KJ will have trouble pronouncing the word titular. <laughs> he said KJ pronounced the word in one take, but she did not pronounce it the way I would. Maybe this goes into the pronunciation segment. Well, how did I pronounce it? Did I say titular or something or titular? What? I th- it's, I think you said titular, and I don't know. I, I'm having trouble coming up with a different way to pronounce it. Because if you'd have said it some really crazy way, that I would have been like, what? I would have said, what? What Yeah. <laughs> what did you just say? So I think There I, was a word, though, that you, <laughs> that was, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just happy I knew what titular word, what that means. Because there was a word in that quiz that 
I don't think somnomulence. I've ever somnomulent. I don't think I've ever seen that written down before. Now, of course, when I look at it, it's a tough one to pronounce. I think I know it. I think I, I've seen yeah. it, but now that's because I've looked at it. But I think I nailed that, was that my favorite part of the whole thing. Somnomulent. I think I nailed the pronunciation. Didn't know the word, but nailed the pronunciation. That's my favorite part of the whole episode when you said, what is somnomulent? I said, it's the opposite of furious, and you guessed happy because you thought I was giving you a hint, and I was just giving you the answer. Yeah. Now, I looked up somnomulent, and it says it's sleepwalking. Yes. So that, how is that the opposite, opposite of furious? It's very low-key. You're asleep. Okay, well, you're, sleep walk, you're, you're out of it. Okay, all right. So, sleepy. You're not, sleepy, you're not furious. But yeah. not sleepy. Yes. It's sleepwalking is the true definition. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, well, I mean, if you're sleepwalking, it's if you're sleepwalking through something, you're not furious. You're not. You're just kind of. You're, you're probably, zoned out. You're out of it. Yeah, you're yeah. probably pretty sleepy at that point. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, now Facebook, Kate Milan or Mylan. I think it's Kate Milan. Don't you think, Kate Milan? I, I would go with Milan. Yes. Uh, she says, "Thanks, speaking of tangents, for keeping me company on the long drive home today. I enjoyed shouting out answers to the various quizzes." learning the inner workings of many jinglers' brains, and the sweet innocence of KJ's gaps of knowledge due to what I can <laughs> only assume was a sheltered childhood. Well, <laughs> That is one of the greatest sentences of a backhanded compliment I've ever heard I in know. my life. She had me until that last sentence. Come on now. <laughs> my gaps in knowledge are not due to a sheltered childhood. They're mostly due to the fact that I'm not very smart. Sweet, no, you're smart. Sweet innocence of gaps of knowledge. Sweet innocence of KJ's gaps of knowledge due to what I can only assume was a sheltered childhood. Actually, I did not have a sheltered childhood, but um, I hope she means my gaps in knowledge is quizzes, not only quizzes, but maybe she means my entire gap of knowledge, which is entirely possible. I completely... No, I completely read that as quizzes because of like some of the things, movies and stuff you haven't seen. Yeah, it was good to see. But same for me when you get below, before like 1978, I mean, some of these questions, that's that's what was tough on this last quiz were, because they had a couple that were movies from, you know, way before I was born and I have no idea. Oh, definitely. I don't know. You know I don't know. But, um... It was good to see. Well, I mean, yeah, your gaps of knowledge. My gaps of knowledge. It was good to see Kate at, at Jingle Fest. And another example of someone I didn't get to talk to enough. But I did get a hug, so I got that going for me. I don't even think I got to meet Kate, unfortunately. Oh, no. Well, maybe. There were so many. There were people that I met that I'm not sure that I, rem- that I got their name or heard their name. I know, yeah. So it's very possible that I met a bunch of people that I'm like. Not connecting because I'm, you know, with my spectrum issues, I'm not very good at all at connecting names with faces. Mm-hmm. At one point, we were playing golf, and Jeannie came up. Jeannie Byers came up. Yeah, like she joined in the middle, so we had already started, and she was in the group behind us. Yep. And she goes, "Hey, good to see you." And I'm like, "Nice to meet you." And she goes, "Jeannie." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. had a hat on." Yeah, and I had yeah. never seen her wearing a hat, and I'm uh-huh. like. Jeannie, of course I know you. It was just one of these things where I have trouble recognizing faces and putting them more so than than, than the normal person. Especially when they have names. a hat on. Yeah, so if they look any different or if I see them out of context at all, it's hard for my brain to it doesn't connect it. Yeah, so it's yep. it's entire so I would like I would like Kate to write in and say if she met me or not, because 
and then maybe tell me where and how because then maybe I can connect face and name. yeah. Let's talk. Have Kate talk about that and maybe not mention any more of my gaps in knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my gap of knowledge, which is I think we tweeted about this a little bit of like we're oh, yeah. both introverts yes. and especially on Saturday night when there's so many people mm-hmm. and we're you know like I said before I'm focused on a task. That yeah. If yeah. anybody wanted to meet me. I don't see why, but if you wanted to and I didn't come up and talk to you, that has nothing to do with me not wanting to meet you. I want to meet everybody. Yep. It's the why I, I just in my brain, it's my instinct is why would this person want to talk to me? Right. Why would they want to meet me? Who yeah. am I? Why so should I presume if you want to that talk they to me, want to meet me? Yeah. 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 Come up and say hello. And unfortunately, if both sides are introverts, you may never say That's you may stand happening. next to each other yeah. and never say anything. Yeah. We'll just stand yeah. next to each yeah. other all night and smile at each other but never say anything that happened to me a lot because i don't uh, initiate conversations very often in in big groups like that i'm terrible at it okay moving on from to feedback that was not related to last week we got an email from my friend rachel who happens to be sitting right in front of me here in the car what uh yes we got an email and she says on the topic of what you call a portable toilet well, first of all, Rachel, <laughs> I've never called it a portable toilet in my life. I call it a porta potty, but, but I digress. She says, for my job, I have to contract with companies for portable toilets all summer. Uh, it's a crappy job, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> Bumping. Uh, my only problem with it is that one company. Thank you. My only problem with it is that one company has forever ruined the sub company, Jimmy John's, with an apostrophe S versus Jimmy John's. With no apostrophe S. That is correct. <laughs> she said mixing those two up and tends to be problematic. And I would yes. say, Rachel, yes, I agree. And it, especially, you know, when you order the number two combo. Oh, <laughs> bump. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Nice. Um, tell Rachel, right, tell, tell her in person right now. I thought that was good. I thought that was funny. Uh, Rachel, Jason thought that was funny. Thank you. She's giving me the thumbs up sign. Okay, now we go on to food. instant feedback. Instant feedback. Jamie, last we're going name. on the food from that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That from from that to food. Jamie, okay. last name redacted at Honeycrisp. Uh, she sent us a picture of some new type of Oreo, and she says, "Oh Lord, if only Jay Bab Sports Chick had seen these before Jingle Fest." And that's because Jen yes. Babish brought us all those Oreos, and she's um, tweeted out a picture of. State Fair Oreos, okay? Yes. And there's a chocolate crunch kind and a vanilla crunch. And I'm going to read the description yes. off of the box, that the picture that she tweeted. Crunchy chocolate coating on chocolate co- chocolate flavored sandwich cookies. And the other one yes. says crunchy vanilla coating on chocolate flavored sandwich cookies. And um, they both say microwavable, which is interesting. Wow. But... I'm uh, all in for this. I am not in for this. This is looks to be disgusting to me. What? Leave the Oreos alone. Have you ever had a deep fried Oreo? This is what this looks like to me. Um, I think that's why they called it the State Fair version. Have I had, I had a deep guess. fried Oreo, ladies? As I've, much as you've gone to State Fairs, I, you should have. Well, I don't go to State Fairs. Rachel delivers us food at the gate. That's how we do it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> um, I don't think I... Um, the Hall of Famer's telling me I have had a state or a deep fried. The Hall of Famer has. Uh, you know what? I, that's, I guess it'd be okay, but you'd have to put it in the microwave then. I don't think yeah, I'm interested these, in this. Especially I would 100% not these try vanilla these, cookies. Yeah. No, not the vanilla. I'm looking exclusively at the chocolate crunch. 
forget the vanilla. Just throw that out. These these are these are. I'm down the middle. I'm fifty fifty. I'm vanilla crunch. No way. Chocolate no way. crunch. I'm. I would definitely try it. I think I would like it. It's basically. I was going to tweet this, but I thought, and you'll understand why when I say it. I thought better. Um, it's basically like a ding dong, and I would like to try that very much. So. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. If it's like a ding dong, just. Stay in your lane, Oreo. Just let Ding Dong take care of it. <laughs> Just let your Ding Dong. Okay, um, never mind. <laughs> and then, hot, then, then Honeycrisp <laughs> tweeted again. I would, I would pay money right now, more than one hundred eleven dollars, to see the faces of the two people in the car with you after you said that. Um, well, they are looking at each other what... <laughs> and grinning a little bit. Um, okay. The <laughs> okay, so Honeycrisp responded well because I, I said something like, um, "No." And Honeycrisp mm-hmm. responded by saying, well, what, it's got to be better than Cherry Cola Oreos, which Bill LaHecca yes. at Bill LaHecca said, Cherry Cola Oreos need to be eradicated from this solar system. And, he is a smart man. And that set off another exchange from the Cherry Cola Oreo creator herself, Eden Fulwell at Eden Fulwell. Yes. And they <laughs> went back hilarious. and forth. And they went back and forth. So I just picked one by... Eden Fullwell, and she says uh, after they're saying, you know, I think Bill Hecka said something like, "I'm sure you're a nice person, but Oreo did you no favors with with uh, carrying out your vision." Basically, no, they did is, not. This is disgusting. So she says, "Well, take a look at my feed. There are lots of fans, and my kids are cute. All I can do is ask. I'm just a regular person in an extraordinary position to change my life because of a cookie. For no other reason, please consider helping." And she linked, and she included a link with myoreocreation.com. And she has a fingers crossed emoji. So apparently she can win like $500,000 if they choose her flavor. Which yeah, is up uh, against... Kids college scholarships. Kids scholarships. And it's up against what? The pina colada Oreo thins that Bob Walsh gave me. The cherry cola Oreos that Bob Walsh gave you. And I think the other one is... Uh, what was it? You know what they're it is? They're all terrible. Yeah. No, they're but all they're terrible. all they're all, it's it's all garbage. It's all chemical garbage. None yeah. of this anybody should eat. I didn't even try the other two, so I would say, yeah, if you're going to vote for this, vote for cherry cola. Um, it's it's only the worst because I didn't try the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing against it. These. It literally made me angry eating this cookie. <laughs> I did not try it, and I'm not going to. I now. only tried it because Bob brought them to us. Yeah, and we opened them up on the podcast last mm-hmm. week, which I mean, which got posted, you know, a couple days ago. Yeah, I, yeah. It was like putting acid in my mouth. That's what. Uh, that's kind of what Bill the Heck said. It made. He's a smart man. Like I said, he. By yeah. the way, he crushed several. He. He was on the team that won because it was like five to four what they ended up getting because I was giving them hints as we were going and kind of helping them and kind of guiding them because I knew all the answers yeah. at that point. Uh, when we did the in the the beer share quiz because we split the room up into like it was like fifteen people on one side and like you know seven or eight on the other side. And I was in the middle, kind of like going back and forth, and they would whisper me the answer. Bill, Bill, that the team that won was because Bill was on that team. He got he, like four he, of them he by himself. Nailed them, nailed them. Yeah, kind of like and I was like, them, I was he impressed. Um, he actually nailed them. Like oh, if okay. he ever came on the podcast, we would take a quiz, and he he and I would it would be good. It would be a good competition. He, he was really crushed. Well, then remind me not to have him yeah. on the podcast because I don't yeah. need to be crushed again. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Sean, I mean, Sean and Patrick did great too. They yeah, were the they team did. captains, but Bill was the, oh, the MVP I, I, of that. Yeah. And and I think Patrick Smith at Smitty Scoop 
or tweeted us something like, "Well, I'm going to create an Oreo flavor and and <laughs> and something like guilt and guilt everybody into voting for it so yes. that my kids can go to college and I'm going to have SOT promoted." Uh, yeah, it was something like yeah. that, which basically is yeah. telling this this cherry Oreo creator to stop telling us to vote for a cookie. Yeah, I hope settle she wins. I guess S- settle down. Win, yeah, I hope she. That's fine. Yeah, settle down win. a little bit. Yeah, settle it's down. the it's. I was fine with the because we interacted with her a little bit before. But yes, we did. I actually retweeted her tweet, which was funny to me. Was the best part. And if she'd have left it at this, I would have actually voted for. It. I would have gone and taken the time to vote. She tweeted SMH at me saying these are garbage. I know. <laughs> these yeah. are the worst things ever. Yeah, I which saw is that. funny. Yeah, that's funny. But then, she had then some to take it to them, in there, but then she went yeah. a little far. My kids are cute. It's the self-promotional aspect of it that mm-hmm. made me go, okay, this is possibly like Oreo marketing at yeah. work here. It could be. And that, could be. oh, totally, totally. So I, I could s- certainly see that. So this is, do not eat. You can vo- vote for this if you want to. Do not ever put this cookie in your mouth. <laughs> Great. I can, did you try Stage one? advice by Jason Hughes. No, I didn't it try one. It was so... So bad, so not food. It it's gonna haunt me for the next few months. Of whenever I eat an Oreo, because I ate some Oreos, I, I had to go back to the source and get some real Oreos to kind of cleanse yeah, the palate yeah, last exactly, night. So I got some yeah. when I was at home. Yep. As I'm eating these, it just made me realize it. It brought my mind. It's like, have you ever seen Ratatouille, the Pixar movie? I have, yeah, but it's been a while. The critic at the end, the critic at the end takes the bite of the food that the rat made, and it like instantly transports him back to his childhood through like this memory thing and it's like overwhelms him with emotion yeah i was instantly transported back when i ate an oreo to the cherry cola moment after the podcast and it almost made me weep as well from just how awful it was so do not eat these cookies okay well you've convinced me but speaking of going back into childhood and being overwhelmed yes this last this is our last feedback for the day jenny robbins at robbins underscore jenny Mm-hmm. She retweeted something from Jenny. Fox. I was waiting. I was waiting. She retweeted something yes. from Fox 59, um, which must be some Fox TV channel. And the mm-hmm. tweet was about Planters Cheese Balls coming back in the the the, the cans, the tin cans mm-hmm. with the yes. yellow top. And uh, they said, thanks to popular demand, Planters Cheese Balls and Cheese Curls are back. And Jenny asks, when did they disappear? Speak. Speaking of My tangents, question, exactly. any thoughts? Well, other than curls are far superior to balls, somehow I feel that statement <laughs> will come back and haunt me. And she's got a, um emoji with uh, open mouth, open eyes. So um, the answer is... That may not be the best emoji for that. No, that may not be the best emoji, yeah. I, didn't, I guess I didn't know they disappeared, but I haven't I seen either. them on the shelves. But I love these things. And this is not just the taste of the cheese balls. This is nostalgic for me. Yes. This cheese ball. I remember getting these as a kid. Yep. This goes back to when I was living in Louisiana. And um, there were only, we, we, were, we are Lutheran, so there were only a few Lutheran churches in the whole state of Louisiana. So we had mm-hmm. to drive about 45 minutes to a church in a town called Homa, Louisiana. And the reason I was talking about this church is because every every Sunday after church, we got a dollar treat. Mama said, you got a dollar? Where do you want to go? And almost always, we would go to Rob's Donuts, which had the best glazed donuts ever. 
But once Rob's Donuts closed, and even sometimes when it, they weren't closed, but I just felt like having something different, I got these planters, cheese balls. I don't know, probably just at a drugstore at a Walmart or something. And they were 99 cents, so it fit Mama's rules. And I just loved how these things opened. You took the little lid off. They opened like a tennis ball can. Remember yep. that? Oh, um, yeah. But the best part about the cheese balls was not the actual cheese balls and the taste. And it, this is the part that brings back the most memories is that we, my brother and I would save that little yellow plastic lid from the can. And we, yes, invent, and we, invent, we invented a game, <laughs> but we didn't call it Frisbee. It was called DISC, D-I-S-C, DISC. <laughs> okay, yeah. And we'd stand in our living room. This was the only time we got away with playing games like this in the house. I don't know why. I suppose because the disc was pretty soft. And we'd stand on opposite sides of our living room, and we'd whip the disc at each other like a Frisbee. And, and, and we would get certain – it was a very elaborate point system. We'd get certain points – if we hit each other, if the other person caught it and foiled your plan, it was double the points. If the, if the disc bounced up, you dodged it and the disc bounced off the wall and you caught it before it hit the ground, it was triple the points. I mean, it was very elaborate game, and I missed playing disc. And so when <laughs> I saw one, this... Well, now you can again. Now I can play disc. And for the life of me, I don't know how we... I used to always stand in front of this antique hutch that my mom had that had been passed down for years... And I don't know how we never broke the glass on that hutch, but well, that plastic is made out of the thinnest, cheapest plastic in the history of man, well, the, so it's not going to yeah. But the plastic might not break it, but I might, you know, make a diving Crash move and it. ran and run into it. But this well, just like the guy in the hotel, you run and jump into it, and you're just bouncing off. You're, you're <laughs> just big enough to make a dent. That's true. D- disc was a great game, so thank you, Jenny. That made my day because. Um, it brought me back to playing disc, and the cheese balls Very were nice. were okay too. Yeah, they were pretty good. So I have two comments and or slash questions on this story. Okay, all right. Number one, it sounds like your mom was bribing you to go to church by paying you a dollar. One hundred percent, absolutely, <laughs> okay. she was bribing us. Yes. yes, yes, and I do that to my kids too. Not to go to church because I just don't give them a choice if we're, if we go, but it's more like yeah. to do a lot of things. And yep. and number two, when you went to Homa. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there a sign that when you go into the, it's like welcome to Homa, and it says if you lived here, you'd be Homa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember, but maybe, <laughs> maybe because that might be where my, you know, my love for puns, puns. came from. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's and Homa, Louisiana is is uh, not huge, but most people who are familiar with Louisiana know the town of Homa. And the other, I'm not I do, familiar with Louisiana then because I hadn't heard it before. Yeah, well, when I I do remember when we would drive to Homa, we would always go through a town called Gray, and that's where my spelling of Gray started being wrong because that town was G R A Y. So then I started spelling the color Gray G R A Y, and I think it's G R E Y. So I always screw up Gray. Am I wrong or am oh. I right? I say G R A Y, but that's because they're they're. A, the Gray is a family name on one side of my family that goes okay. back to because right. part right. of so. part of my history is part of my genealogy is Scottish, Scotch Irish, so uh-huh. it's kind of Gray. Okay, so I'm, well you know, that and then on the other side Native American, so it kind of blends together. Okay, okay. Well, then I I just say that G R A Y and E Y is just interchangeable for the color gray for me, and 100%, I'm sticking to I think it. So too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anything else? Um, not that I know of, but I'm sure there's a hundred things I've forgotten because this was a whirlwind of a week slash yes, weekend. And it was very fun. And it's the second time that you awesome. and I have podcasted in the same room. So that was always yes. fun to look at each other. Yes. And this is the first time that we've ever done it with you completely on the road calling in. Yes. And it, prob- it, and it probably won't happen again, but I'm just thankful that nobody has tried to cut us off where I'm starting doing a little bit of backseat world rage because as you know, See, I would have we, enjoyed that. We did an actual uh, top three. I think it was once where I did pet peeves. I've got a lot yes. of pet peeves on the road and, and it hasn't happened. So that's probably a good thing because you might have to be getting the bleep button, bleep button out a lot more. Than yeah. You. That would have been a lot of extra editing. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. Okay. So th- that's it. Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, letting me call in and hopefully this works out and uh oh yeah I and think shout out to shout out to the hall of famer and rachel and wrigley and emmy, emmy for yes being your your uh your 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 audience even though they're not with me they're they are the live audience this week that's, that's right they're the live audience yep and my two kids i don't know if you've heard them running around acting like idiots but they're they're here they're my live audience at least for the rest of the summer oh i did not hear them but you know there's a lot of road noise here Okay. All right. Anything else? No, that'll do it. All right. Bye. Bye. Speaking of tangents, it's brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Speaking of cheese balls, I think I'll sign off now because I've ignored these ladies in the front seat long enough. Graphics by Jason Hughes. Speak tangents to me. Bye-bye.